0: Hey everybody, I just wanted to put a really quick disclaimer at the front of this episode. Something happened with Kat's recording and when she sent it to me, it had some kind of effect on it. I tried to get rid of it. I unfortunately wasn't able to fully get rid of it. We were able to minimize the damage, but she's going to sound a little bit strange in this recording Thanks for bearing with us on it. It took me forever trying to figure out what was going on with it, and um, we hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for your patience. Hi, everybody. This is Crystal. And this is Kat. And welcome back to Alternative Interests. Thanks for coming back. I, you know, I have to apologize right now because <laughs> I, just, I have to, um, I need to apologize up front. I am so sorry if I am breathing loud. This episode. <laughs> I'm <sorry. laughs> Before no. we started, Kat and I were talking about this. Tell them <laughs> why I, I came in contact with someone who tested COVID positive. Oh no. Um, And uh, I have been convincing myself that I have it, so like I, you've been hardcore,
1: hardcore, hardcore hardcore convincing yourself everything.
0: (laughs) And like at this point, I feel so. I've eaten real upfront right now. I've eaten quite a bit of junk food this week, so I'm probably just like, it's probably just all the diabetes in my (laughs) system. I'm I'm so, so I'm gonna be breathing heavy. I hope it's not the Rona. My test results should come back in the next day or so. But we'll see if I can get through this without sounding like some kind of weird stalker.
1: It's okay. It might add to like the ambiance. Is that what it's called? Yeah. (laughs) Too bad bad this wasn't like, like, is this about a stalker? Because it would be perfect if you were just breathing hard through the whole thing.
0: No, it's a a disappearance story. Mm. So, I mean, it's still, it's got that kind of spooky mood to it. Yeah. yeah. But um
1: what? Basically, Basically you're, you're just sound adding sound effects. sound effects. My own sound effects. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So we today we are going to talk about Heather Elvis. And actually, you know what? You guys probably already realized based on the name of the episode. I didn't mean to, but it's another two part. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you're
1: two parters. <laughs>
0: I, you know, I got to seven pages of notes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I've stopped double spacing them. So in old days,
1: it's so easy to get get to like multiple pages pages. of notes.
0: Yeah. So this is like in my old counting way, this is like 14 pages of notes and I wasn't even close to done yet. So I, I just, I was like, yep. It's going to be two parts. So so settle in. Yep. Anyway.
1: There we go. So Can I ask, ask is that her real, real last, last name, name, Elvis? Yes, it is. That's, That's a last, last name I have never heard about. I've never I, heard an Elvis, a Mr. Yeah, and I'd Elvis. Yeah, and
0: I'd never heard of um, this story before, yeah. which I am so surprised I haven't heard it because I guess it got a ton of news attention when it happened. Really? And it's just, in general, it's just like an insane story. Okay.
1: I'm intrigued already.
0: All right. So, Heather was born on June 30th, 1993 to parents Terry and Debbie Elvis. She was the middle child. She actually had two siblings. She had an older brother named Chris who was about 10 years older than her, and she had a younger sister named Morgan who was about three or four years younger than her. Okay. Okay. Um, Terry and Debbie said that all of their kids were very, very close, especially the girls. And, you know, the girls, honestly, looking at photos of them, there were a lot of times that I looked at photos of Morgan and I thought it was Heather. Like they look damn near like twins, mm. even despite the age difference. I mean, like seeing pictures of them mm-hmm. together, like they look like they absolutely sisters, but almost twins. I'm going to look them up. Um, Heather was absolutely beautiful. She was slender, long, dark hair, kind of a heart shaped face. She was just like a really cute girl. Um, everyone described Heather as bubbly, bright, full of life. And, you know, this happens a lot when people go missing. People always talk about like, oh, they were the life of the party. Yeah, You're such a bright person. But like for Heather, it actually genuinely seems true.
1: Have you seen that meme where it says, if I ever go missing or end up dead, please don't describe me as the life of the party or no. that all my friends missed me because I only had one friend and I was yeah. not the life of the party.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's 100% me. Well, I'm glad
1: Heather was. So.
0: I think, yeah, just based on, like, everything I've read, photos I've seen of her, it's just, she looks like she's just this bright, like sunshine spot of a person. And I watched this investigation discovery documentary called Disappeared in Darkness. Uh-huh. And her sister actually described her. It was adorable the way her sister described her. She said if you could sum her up in a flower, she would be a whole field. Oh, which is that it's is so sweet. cute. Yeah. I'm
1: looking at yeah. pictures of her right now. I just looked them up and she is beautiful. Yeah. Aww. Just absolutely gorgeous. Yes.
0: Um, so also her sister said that Heather loved to sing, Mm. but she refused to sing for people like she not even her family, but she loved to sing. I guess she also had a good voice. Uh Morgan said that growing up her bathroom was actually directly downstairs from Heather's bathroom. And Heather would sing in the morning while getting ready, and Morgan would just stand in the bathroom and listen to her sing through the vents.
1: How sweet. Right? It's oh. just so cute. Oh, that's, that's so cute. cute. That makes, that makes cute. me want a sister. Oh, my god! I mean, they're,
0: like, yeah. so cute. So they lived in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, uh-huh. and this is located in Northeast sou- South Carolina in Horry County. Horry, Horry County? Horry okay i i heard a couple of people pronounce it like ori Uh, yeah but other people pronounced it with an a like hori so i'm this is very much a tourist town i think everyone has heard of myrtle beach yes yes Yes. and actually the in the documentary a one of the police officers that was investigating involved in the investigation said that they get as many as 18 million visitors every tour season which is crazy to me i believe it
1: i knew about myrtle beach ever since i was like i don't know 10 or 12 there was this movie that i loved have you ever heard of shag
0: um probably not for the same reason you have
1: (laughs) Okay, well, you need to look it up on YouTube because Shag was a story about these girls that lived that went on a trip to Myrtle Beach, and one of the girls who's this like unassuming kind of nerdy girl, she enters the Shag dance contest and like wins in Myrtle Beach. No, you need to watch the movie because the music and and Phoebe Cates was in it, and I don't know. I love that movie. Anyways, that is why I know of Myrtle Beach, and it does have gorgeous beach like
0: Like, yeah yeah. i i looked up some of the tourist sites this place looks beautiful like long sprawling white sand beaches like blue blue water Mm -hmm. there's a boardwalk there's an amusement park right on the beach like i can totally understand why a ton of people visit this place yeah Yeah. it
1: looks looks super cool
0: so um our story takes place in 2013 Mm -hmm. Uh, Heather had graduated high school and she had earned a cosmetology license, but she hadn't found a cosmetology job yet. At the time, she actually worked as a hostess at a restaurant called The Tilted Kilt. Oh. Which I think is a really cute that name. That is a cute name. This restaurant is very similar to like a Hooters. Okay. So the girls in cute little outfits and kind of like a, a, a dive sports bar kind of place. Yeah. Um the girls uh and this I'm not saying it because I'm trying to, to talk bad about places like yeah. this. The uniform becomes relevant later. Okay. The girls uniform here was a red plaid mini skirt, a red plaid bra, and a white cropped uh like tie front thi- I'm j- Top like, 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 like a like a shawl like they were, Top. Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of, they were really popular in like the 90s. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, aren't yeah. they
1: called boleros, kind of? Those uh, kind of like sweaters, but they're yes. cropped and they, yes. yeah. I, I
0: think, think it's, it's a, bolero. a bolero. I could be it's wrong. It's like a bolero, yeah. but boleros don't tie. Oh, okay, so this one So tied. it's like in a long, yeah. one and it tied in the front. Okay. So that was their uniform there. It sounds really similar to Hooters yeah. with their shorter, um, their, their short Shirt, shirts and yeah. their cropped t-shirts. Well, I
1: think Hooters girls, they wear the shorts, the short shorts.
0: Oh, I forgot. They do wear Yeah. Shorts. And then those,
1: those tight white Hooters tops. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, Her boss, Jessica Cook, said that she was absolutely perfect for this position because, again, she was friendly, bubbly, Mm -hmm. and customers loved her. So everyone loved having her as the hostess, and customers loved seeing her there. Okay. Okay. Jessica was very much like a mama hen big sister type, which, being the manager in this sort of place, absolutely makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially especially with all those girls and...
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you work in an environment with a lot of girls, Mm. a lot of female employees, Mm -hmm. you end up just being the mama hen. It's just it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Heather, besides being like bright and bubbly, I would kind of describe her as like a hurricane of a human. She has this big, bright personality, but then she's also very messy, Mm. like her roommate at the time said that she would clean the house and within minutes it would look like a bomb had gone off. I know know a lot lot of of people
1: people like that. that. Yes.
0: Yeah. So this is just kind of normal for him. That's even her family said like, yeah, she's always been messy. Yeah. Um, Heather did not also, she did not like to follow rules. She didn't like following her parents' rules. She did not like following a curfew. So, Sometime in the spring of 2013, Heather actually got into a really big argument with her parents. And it's never actually explicitly stated anywhere. But in that documentary, her parents kind of allude to the fact that maybe something about their house rules she was not abiding by. And so mm-hmm. she ended up moving out and she was living in her car. So, so how, how old was, was she, she at this point? point? She was 19. Oh, okay. She was was 18 at the beginning of her birthdays in June. Okay. So at this point, she was 18. She had probably just graduated from high school. She didn't want to play by her parents' rules anymore. So she left home and she was living in her car. Well, they had to have
1: been pretty fed up by that point
0: to the point
1: where they don't, you know, because obviously they're probably trying to teach her a a lesson or or hoping that's going to be something that will make her change. You know. Well, I
0: don't. Th- I don't think that they kicked her out. I think she left. Oh, so she, she, was, she just was just like, like I'm, "I'm done, done following, following your rules. rules. I'm yeah. done getting, getting in
1: fights. fights." Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: right. it was like a "I'm not. I'm 18. I'm an adult. I'm not going to follow your curfew." Yeah. And I think that was like a, "My house, my rules." Exactly. She's like, "Fine." Yeah. And then and the she left. The same argument that a ton of 18-year-olds have. With oh yeah. Couples. Yeah. Actually, at this point, when she was living in her car. Her boss, Jessica, actually invited Heather to stay with her for a few days. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's how close Jessica was with these girls is that she's taking care of them. I'm not super clear on what the timeline is between, like, this whole incident and her living with one of her coworkers, mm-hmm. But sometime in there she ended up actually living with one of her coworkers named Brianna or Brie. She kind of is referred to as both. Okay. Um, So so she,
1: she left left her house, house, was living in her car. Then she moved in with the manager, Jessica, and and now she's with with Brie or Brianna. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Brianna it said in the documentary and it's actually stated many times in a lot of the articles i read brianna did not get along with heather when no. they first met interesting um and i i can identify with this a little bit brianna just said that heather was a lot she was a, a bit much yeah. is what she says mm-hmm. and given that heather has such a big personality me personally people who are big and bubbly like that mm-hmm. I'm like you know you're you're nice and all but you're just you're a lot yeah and so I don't think you'd want to live, live with, with that it. either right and I almost kind of got the feeling that's what Brianna was getting at. yeah but she said you know I got to know her a lot better and they were just super good friends they were best friends oh good and so they moved in together oh. and they did everything together nice mm-hmm. One thing that everybody said about Heather is that she was... I mean, she's 18, 19 years old, Mm -hmm. but she was absolutely glued to her phone. I was going to say, what teen teen
1: isn't glued to their phone or a young person or even an adult? adult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In 2013, that's kind of When when, it started? uh, I mean, that's when... Instagram and Snapchat were getting uh, Snapchat especially was getting really big then. Oh yeah, because we um, talked about that in Christy Sheets
1: how yeah yeah that was that was getting popular then. Okay.
0: Yeah, so she was always on her phone, always texting, always messaging, lots of Facebook and Instagram, lots of Snapchat, and the other thing that people, especially her mother, specifically said this: she would never, never let her phone die. Her mom said she would get panicked if her phone got below 30%. Oh. So this is, it's a huge deal. She constantly is charging her phone. She makes sure her phone is, charged. is ready because she cannot be without it. Okay. okay. So in December 2013, a guy named Steven actually ended up messaging Heather. Okay. Uh, Steven was a line cook at another local restaurant called The Wicked Tuna. Another good, a good name. name. No, that's another I, I good do. Name. I like that name. We've, We've got, got the Tilted, Tilted
1: Kilt Tilted. and now Wicked Tuna. These are good names.
0: Yep. Uh, he was a couple years older than her. I think at the time he was 22. Uh-huh. And he had actually kind of known her in high school. Like, they weren't friends, but he had seen her around, and he always thought she was really cute. So they, they went, went to, to the, the same, same high, school, high school then? They did. Okay. 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 Um, he, was, he just graduated a couple years ahead okay. of that. Okay. Okay. And, you know, he always thought she was super cute Uh and he decided to take a shot. Nice. Nice. The other thing about that, like some people might think it's weird that he's 22. It's been a while since he's been in high school.
1: I don't think think that's that's weird. weird.
0: Well, the fact that. So the thing that gets me is, like, they're both working in the restaurant business. Yeah. A lot of people who work in restaurants are, like, even if you're working in different ones, they're all kind of in the same social circles.
1: Oh, yeah. I, when I worked at a restaurant, a popular restaurant uh, where I grew up, and, yeah, it's almost like you're all, like, it's like, it's like another high school. Almost, mm-hmm. you know, and and in my case, we all started at the same time and we all left around four or five years later. But, yeah, it's like, you know, everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and they're in a tourist town. So all of you guys oh, like yeah. you get you have the same gripes. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, the tourists are back. So you yeah. always kind of have someone to bond with, even if you're going to other. Exactly. Restaurants. Yeah. But, you know, Heather agreed to go on a date with him. Mm-hmm. So on December 17th. Heather had a job interview actually at a local salon and she ended up getting a job as a makeup artist for this. Oh, salon. so she actually gets to use her cosmetology license. Yeah, that's she cool. She was so excited about this. I bet um, her sister and her roommate said that this is always something she was passionate about. It was like a gift of hers that she could just look at someone and know exactly what color palette would work for them and how to make it work or even like how to make something work on someone that yeah. shouldn't have been able to work on them. It was just something oh, that nice. she was really good at. So, so it, was it was
1: her, was her she, she had a talent. talent. It was her, her call. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so after this job interview, she ended up stopping by her parents' house to pick up a guitar and she mentioned to her parents like, yo, I, I have to go get ready for a date. And her mom was like, Oh, who, who are you going with? Like mm-hmm. the mom thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah no. And she's like, Oh, it's just someone new. Oh, so she and Steven ended up going to dinner together at Bandito's. Mm-hmm. And this is a Mexican place. I guess it was a pretty popular one. OK. Um, after dinner, they ended up going to a local mall parking lot and super cute. So this is like very teenage date to mm-hmm. me. Uh, Steven was teaching Heather how to drive stick shift. No, oh, that's, that's adorable. So, <laughs> so um, they actually... Uh, Stephen took a picture of Heather while she was driving. She has this big smile on her face and she ends up sending it to her parents with Uh this little caption. She's like, aren't you proud of me? I can drive stick shift. Oh, so, and they got that around nine or 10 PM. Okay. After they were done driving around the parking lot, he actually invited her back to his house. He lived with his mother at the time. So they went back to their house and they watched a movie together. Uh huh. And after the movie, he took her home and she was like, you know, my roommate's not home. Do you want to come up and just kind of take a tour of my apartment? So he invites her. She invites him up. They go up to her apartment, kind of look around. Yeah. The famous um, tour. Yeah. Uh, they nothing big happened. They did kiss goodnight. Uh-huh. And then he went back home. Nice. nice. Okay. Heather's roommate was actually visiting family in New Jersey for the holidays, so she was going to be gone for a little while, but she and Heather are super close, so Heather calls her just to tell her how the date went. Okay. The next day, so, I mean, that's the end of that night. I mean, that sounds like a really good first date. Yeah. Yeah. That That sounds sounds adorable. adorable. Um, The next day... Police were dispatched to Peachtree Landing. So, okay. Peachtree Landing is a small marina near Myrtle Beach. Uh huh. But it's not really a typical tourist spot. It's more like a local, like locals know about it. Uh huh. A police officer described it as desolate. He said, You don't end up there unless you are going there. So, so is it, so just, it just, just like, like
1: a, 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 I don't know, I don't know is it like, like a, a parking like lot? lot? Is it like a, it's a it's land? a marina, okay. It's a marina,
0: so it's it's a parking lot with um boats and a dock, but like it's it's not. It's out there, not. It's a lot of off the beaten path. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's one of those places that remember we were talking about Long Beach. You don't get to Long Beach unless exactly. you're going to Long Beach. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. You don't get to Peachtree Landing unless you are going to Peachtree Landing.
1: Okay.
0: So this is actually the night of December eighteenth. Um. The local police said that at night, there's actually no lights in this parking lot. It is very, very dark. So he said that the way that this guy described it on the documentary, he said it is the darkest and most desolate place in Horry County. So like this place, it's like a hole.
1: Yeah, that That does does not sound fun.
0: So again, it's somewhere you go... Like, you don't just end up there. Yeah. You're, like, you're going there. You're
1: going there for a purpose. You, like, you have a boat or you're doing, doing something, something there. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, police were called to investigate a suspicious vehicle. And the policeman that was responding was thinking, you know, it's probably just a couple teenagers. They drove out there because it's dark. Mm-hmm. They're necking. They're having a good time. I'm just going to go tap on the window and tell them to move along. Yeah. And actually, the way he described it, again, after he said he thought it was a couple teenagers, because Peachtree Landing is somewhere you go to not be seen.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, mean, if it's it's so so desolate desolate and dark, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So when the police officer gets there, he very quickly changed his mind. Because the first thing he noticed is that this car that he's coming to investigate is actually parked crooked across multiple parking spaces. And that's okay. not really normal. No. Um, it was a green Dodge Intrepid. And he said there were no lights on. There was no windows open. All the doors were shut. It just kind of looked like an abandoned car. Like nothing looked weird besides the fact that it was just kind of parked funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he did shine his light inside. And he said that it was very messy inside. Oh, not no. like, Not like someone kidnapped you messy. But just like. This person you're a messy kind of a, person. You're just a messy person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he decides, you know, there's no one around, so he decides to run the plates, and immediately gets a hit back, and this vehicle belongs to Terry Elvis. Bingo. This police officer is actually friends with Terry, oh. which kind of tells you how small the town is. Yeah. Um, I guess Terry owned a local printing company, and okay. uh, this policeman was friends with him, so he's like, you know what? I'll just go pay Terry a visit. It's fine. He goes to Terry, knocks on the door. He's like, hey, do you have a vehicle missing? Uh, Terry kind of glances outside and he's like, no. And the police is like, well, what about the green Dodge? The Dodge that's- and- yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, um, you know, my my daughter Heather has that car, but she doesn't live here anymore. And the police were kind of like, you know, we found it over at Peachtree Landing. It's parked a little funny and terry oh, wow. in the documentary he said that like the second he said that he was like something just didn't feel right
1: well yeah i can't imagine like hearing that and then going uh yeah that would yeah, be yeah. so
0: terry actually had a spare key um, which sounds completely normal to me. Yeah, my parents totally. I used to lock my keys in my car all the time, and my parents had a spare, <laughs> and they would have to come and unlock my car for me. Like at work, all, I think it's happened They're several like times.
1: Crystal,
0: uh. yeah, I felt bad. <laughs> um, so uh, Terry goes out to Peachtree Landing with the police officer so they can investigate. Mm-hmm. He opens the car door. They start on the driver's side. They see a couple of receipts. Mm-hmm. They open the passenger side. A couple more receipts. A bunch of envelopes. Jeez. Um, It's just messy. And Terry was like, you know, this is j- this is Heather. This, is, <laughs> this looks pretty normal. Yeah. So they pop open the trunk and the police officer was like, You could not fit a single slip of paper in that trunk. It was so full. Who is
1: that like messy and disorganized? That's crazy.
0: Some people are. Oh,
1: no, I couldn't do that.
0: In the trunk. I mean, they found like old ID cards, debit cards, clothes. Ter- again, Terry's like, yeah, this is just this is normal. Normal Heather, yeah. But they did not find a wallet, they didn't find a phone, they didn't find a purse, nothing that really looked like evidence. Okay. So she, she, she could,
1: could someone, someone could have, have stolen, stolen the car too. too yeah. You know? And just yeah. ditched it there. Yeah. And
0: like when they saw that there was nothing of value, they're like, well, fuck. Yeah, it exactly. This, this is car just here. junk, yeah. <laughs> Terry starts calling her phone over and over. He said it went straight to voicemail. Oh, but she never lets her her phone phone die. And that made them even more pissed. Yes. So the police, at this point, they were like, well, there's nothing really wrong with the vehicle. There was nothing about the vehicle that made it look strange. So they let Terry drive it home.
1: They just Just gave it it to to him? him? Yeah.
0: Oh. Even though they know they they
1: can't find find Heather and all of that stuff?
0: Yeah, they just, there was nothing about the car that they were like, nothing about this car looks like she was taken from this car. So, yeah, but then
1: I sometimes, I, well, not sometimes, but I'm thinking, like, what if she she left it there for a reason and was going to go back and then her car's not there? Do you know
0: what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah, but they also can't just leave it there. That's, That's true, true, I guess. So at the very least, it's with the parents and not, like, at the impound block. Yeah, yeah. So Terry and Debbie basically immediately file a uh, missing persons report thankfully the police actually take it seriously you know there's so many times where like well she hasn't been missing that long that drives drives me nuts in
1: all of these cases every time they do that yeah yeah well
0: thankfully they actually took it seriously good and also they immediately were like you know heather went on a date last night yeah so police start investigating steven right away i mean they're right on this but Steven's mother confirmed the story. She said, yeah, they came back here. They watched a movie. Stephen took her home and then mm-hmm. he came back and then he stayed home all night. Yeah. So that's kind of their first dead end. They're like, well, we thought that was our slam dunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so police go to search her apartment since, you know, that's the last place that they know that she was. Again, the apartment was <laughs> a mess. <laughs> But this is, we're expecting this now. Like, none of this is strange.
1: Her poor roommate probably, like, like leaves, leaves and then leave comes them. back and goes, ugh.
0: Right, because you know that roommate's out of town, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. She probably <laughs> And it's like,
0: him. the daily mess kind of builds up. But then yeah. it's like, this is like weeks of mess. And oh, she's just, no. you know, she's mentally preparing. She's like, oh. <laughs> But, you know, despite the mess, they really did not find anything. Nothing that looked like a struggle. If she's this messy, I don't know how they differentiated, but they said they could. Um, and then police actually ended up going back to the Dodge Intrepid because she's obviously not in this apartment. Yeah. She's not answering her phone. The mom is giving an alibi for this guy, Steven. So they actually start combing her vehicle for DNA and fibers. They didn't find anything.
1: Just Just more more trash. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so relatively quickly, there were searches organized to look for Heather. Like within a few days, they were putting searches together. And actually, one of these searches found human remains on December 28th. But they were for a 20-year-old male. And they were, it was. Oh, oh my my gosh. Yeah. It was awful. No one knew who this guy was. His bones were scattered for about a hundred yards, and the police said that they had likely been there for several years.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, isn't that sad that you like someone dies and like no, but, like you find these bones and you're like, oh, there's someone here and no one knows who it is and it's just a person. That's sad.
0: Yeah. So police go to the tilted kilt to talk to coworkers. i mean they're just kind of going down a checklist at this point and yeah. they're checking it they're checking everything which is great so they go and they talk to the manager jessica and the first thing jessica says is if anyone knows where heather is it's sydney moore sydney yeah but this who's is that uh, right we have not heard this name no yet. i'm like <laughs> who's sydney you know you're expecting her to say Stephen, right yeah exactly nope So, Sydney was a contract maintenance man who would come in after hours to repair anything that needed to be worked on in the restaurant. Uh Uh-oh. He actually, I think he was a solo contractor. He actually worked at a lot of restaurants in the area. Okay. Jessica kind of told police a story. You know, one night, all the employees, probably not all the employees, but like a good chunk of the employees went out to a baseball game together. It sounded like it was management treated them to like, hey, let's take everybody out to a baseball game. Fun, bonding time. team building. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. After the game, they all came back to the restaurant. At this point, it was after hours, so they kind of had the place to themselves. Sydney was doing some work, Uh and Heather ended up on the back patio talking to Sydney that night. Okay. A couple days later, uh, Heather comes to Jessica, and she's like... You know, I think Sydney's kind of cute. I kind of have a crush on him. Um, Sydney was not cute, but oh. just uh, he was not cute. I need to
1: look up a picture, I of, picture of
0: him, too. too. Um, uh, you'll, yeah, give me a minute Okay. before you start. <laughs> okay. Don't look up a picture yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Jessica said Sydney started coming in during the day, doing the typical thing that people do when they're kind of flirting. He would oh. bring her coffee, bagels. Like, he's obviously not working, and he'll just bring her this stuff. But it's cute stuff.
1: Yeah, it's It's, nice.
0: One day, Heather had her phone in the manager's office, charging her phone because she can't let it go dead. Yeah. And her phone was just blowing up. Uh And Jessica said it buzzed probably 15 times. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to take a peek at it because this could be a family emergency. Heather doesn't have her phone on her. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I would too. So she kind of takes a quick peek. All of the texts are from Sydney. Oh, gosh. And Jessica in the documentary and Jessica in her testimony at the trial, because there is a trial, um, she would not elaborate on what the text said. The only thing she would say about it is that she saw things she didn't want to see.
1: Why wouldn't you? And she didn't even elaborate in a trial either.
0: No, um, I'll tell you later. Like, okay, uh, another weird. spoiler. Spoiler yeah. alert! <laughs> I don't get anywhere near the trial in this Oh episode. my. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. But I will explain why. All right.
0: Okay. Um, the only thing that she really elaborated on was that one of the texts she saw, and this was a big red flag to her, and understandably, Sydney mentioned that. It's something about Heather and him having sex on the patio at work. Oh, and so this is a big red flag to her yeah. that she's like, Okay, this is probably not poor, appropriate. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take this moment to tell you that Sydney was almost 40 years old. Uh,
1: let oh, let me oh, go vomit. That's gross. I, yeah, this, this whole, whole time, time when you first mentioned him, mentioned him oh I thought God. restaurant. I
0: thought maintenance, I thought he was
1: like a teenager or like
0: a no. young, ew, 40 no. years old. Gross. Yeah. And he was, And not no, cute. no, Ugh. Um, you're free to go look up a photo of him. Now. Okay, okay. That's um, why you did it <laughs> Yeah, because I knew you'd look up a photo and yeah. be like, am I looking at the right guy? Yes, you're <laughs> looking at the right guy. He's got an awful goatee. He's got this weird Weasley face. I don't know. There's just something about him. Um, despite this kind of unconventional beginning and this massive age difference, I mean, he is double Ew. her age. I told you.
1: He's not cute at not all. Not cute. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, close your phone before you see his yeah. wife. Yeah. Oh, gosh. He's, He's married? married? Yes. Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: Jessica said, despite the big age difference, Um, She actually said that their relationship appeared to be genuine like she thought that they were in love from the outside Jessica was like you know they were a sweet couple Um, he would visit her she would visit him they spent time together hold on and And so
1: Jessica knows he's married too and still thought this was like
0: yep apparently everyone knew that Sydney was married
1: okay that's not right
0: you right and i mean i suppose to each their own yeah i mean heather knew he was married i don't because heather is not he, like heather is gone we don't know what she knew so I don't know if she knew this was an affair or if she thought that they had an open marriage.
1: Or maybe, you know, sometimes in these cases, the other one is saying that the marriage is over. Right. And that, you know, you never know. So Right.
0: It's over. We're just we're going to get a divorce, that kind of stuff. I don't know what Heather knew, yeah. what she didn't know.
1: Yeah.
0: But. In November of 2013, Heather started getting some really aggressive, scary texts from an anonymous sender. And it was never good. They were threatening. One of them said um, and she was showing these to Jessica because she was afraid. And Jessica said, you know, I remember one she showed me. It said someone is going to get an ass beat down. Um, It was like, watch your back. Stuff like that. She, she couldn't, couldn't just, like, like do a, do a
1: reverse, reverse search on the number on that was the
0: texting these messages these to her? Uh, You know, you can't always do that if it's an unregistered number or you oh, have to pay for it. Oh, that's
1: Oh, or a burner or phone, too.
0: Yeah, I so, I mean, she just, she didn't know who they were coming from. Mm-hmm. But finally, one of these texts said, are you ready to meet the misses?"
1: Oh, no, it's, it's his, his wife. wife.
0: Yep. Uh. And at that point, Heather was like, I she found out and she was terrified well yeah so Heather breaks off the relationship and you know good for you Heather
1: exactly
0: so uh, Jessica has told all of this to the police and the police are like huh maybe we should go talk to Sydney and his wife Tammy.
1: Oh my, gosh, oh my gosh, she, she looks, looks like, like a Tammy. Sorry, Sorry, I know you, know, you said, said not to look, but like, like the, the next, next picture, picture was, was him
0: and his isn't wife. She, and she, she Oh my God. Oh man. man. I'm afraid of Tammy.
1: You know, every pot
0: has their lid, but this like the, oh those Lord. two, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say this right now. Sydney ain't cute, but he's the good looking one of the couple.
1: Exactly. And he was way out of his league with uh, with Heather. I don't know how he did that. I don't know either. That's crazy.
0: Apparently it was Heather pursuing him.
1: That is insane.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the thing that like teen girls do, especially in high school, that they're like, "Will you go tell this person that I think they're cute
1: yeah yeah I guess
0: that was happening with some of the waitresses like some of the late night waitresses would be like you know Heather had a dream about you the other night and oh. just like stuff like that and that's how it started
1: and you know if you think back to to like people you thought were super cute and you think back on it now and they're really not you know that's that it was probably one of those things and then the older man the, yeah unattainable kind of probably added.
0: I but know. this girl, she could have had anyone. That,
1: that's what I'm thinking. I'm Like, looking at her, she's just so cute. And then, like, everything you're saying about her personality, where she's bubbly, and she's... Yeah. You know, everyone said she's the life of... The, I mean, yeah, she's a little messy, but, you know, it just... There's something
0: weird there. Right. So, um, police decide that they're gonna go pay Sydney a visit, and there was actually... Um, a recording of the dash cam footage because they just kind of pulled up to his house talking to him right in front of the car Uh i tried to find the raw footage i can't find it anywhere it's like it's embedded in documentaries and stuff okay but because i really wanted to put this interaction in there but i couldn't find it um but police go and they're like hey have you talked to heather recently Sydney goes no and they're like, well, what was your relationship with her like? And he's like, well, there is no relationship. And they go, uh. really? And he's like, well, there was a relationship, but there's not anymore. Okay. And the police are like, well, okay. What, what about the other night? Like, you didn't hear from her on the night of the 17th at all? Because they're like, people are telling us that you would know if she was missing. And he says, well, maybe I talked to her that night, but it was just to tell her to stop contacting me.
1: Uh, that's always a good thing to tell a cop, especially when they're investigating a miss- a missing person. Right. Maybe I talked to her. Yeah, okay, buddy. But
0: to start with, a oh no, I haven't talked to her, and then yeah. immediately like, well, maybe, hey, maybe. Okay. Sydney does this a lot.
1: Ugh, I already do not like him or Tammy.
0: Yeah. Um. So Sydney claimed that Heather was trying to contact him. He said that she was leaving notes on his truck. And he said since he was trying to repair his marriage, he did not want her contacting him anymore. Sure. Police said that, like, you know, man, it's a little suspicious that you say you talked to her. And she disappeared later that night. Exactly. But, you know, they were like, okay, well, I mean, feel free to go about your day. This was really unofficial. Remember, this is all caught on dash cam. Yeah. And they're just checking
1: in and checking up
0: on it. Yep. So they were like, you know, go about your day. Um, you hear the police officer. He gets back in his car, and he's like, "Man, something's not adding up."
1: Of course, that's a smart police officer.
0: Yeah. So a little, a little bit more info on Sydney and Tammy. Um, okay. So Tammy Moore uh, was actually born Tammy Kason. Okay. I really love her last name, like Kason. Yeah.
1: Well, and then she becomes Tammy Moore from Poor County, or Horry. no, it's <laughs>
0: Um, Tammy was actually a native to Myrtle Beach. She had been born and raised there. Sydney moved to Myrtle Beach in 1997 after he had finished high school just to find work. He -hmm. didn't move there for a job. He actually, he moved there and then started looking. Mm hmm. He ended up getting some kind of, again, a repair job where he was working in local um, music venues. Okay. And Sydney was a music reporter, I believe. Oh. And so they actually bonded over their love of music, which I think is really sweet. That's like a really cute way to meet and get together. Well, yeah.
1: That's kind of neat.
0: Everyone said Tammy wore the pants in that relationship.
1: You know, yeah, I, don't I don't mean don't to say things, things about people's looks, looks, looks and, and judge on that, she but she looks, looks like she looks like she wore the pants in that relationship.
0: relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is, <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know if those pants were too small and she, uh, she need, uh, I don't know. She, she has she a l- pants
1: wearing face. Oh my God.
0: Has. I'm telling you. <laughs> moving on
1: yes okay
0: <laughs> they they had three kids together by okay. all accounts i mean they were a happy family and this family oh my they god they are. they loved disney oh <laughs> just, really they yeah. were obsessed with disney oh. to the point that they actually so they live in south carolina uh-huh they went to Disney World and Disneyland multiple times a year. Wow. They would they would save all of their money just so they could road trip and go. And actually it got to the point where they started homeschooling their kids. Because just- these these road trips were taking so much time out of the school year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Obsessed with Disney. What a,
1: what what a, a dream, dream come, come true. true. Or maybe not for the kids. The kids, the kids are, probably are probably like, okay, fun. we get it. Disney. No. I
0: mean, she posts obsessively on Facebook. And in the last trip they took in 2013, uh-huh. they look like they're all having a great time. Wow. They, they homeschooled. homeschooled. Be- oh, my oh, my
1: gosh. That's, That's crazy. Obsessed. That's funny.
0: So keep that little happy Disney family I image will. In, your, in your mind. I will. Um, police asked Sydney to come down for an official interview. Okay. okay. So they're, they're like, you know, we need something's not adding up. We need to talk to you for real. Um, in the audio recording for this interview, uh, Sydney said that he and Heather had not had any contact since before that vacation to Disneyland. Uh, He said Tammy found out about the affair Sometime at the end of October Okay This kind of matches up with that timeline Because if she found out at the end of October And the beginning of November Heather starts getting those scary text messages This totally totally adds adds up up. Yeah. Sydney tried to claim That he and Heather uh, Tammy and Heather Had actually like coordinated a time to meet up So that Tammy could find out What exactly happened between the two of them and he said that Heather never showed up for that meeting. I am completely calling bullshit on this story. Yeah. Heather would never have agreed to meet no. this woman. She was terrified of her. And Tammy was threatening to beat her. I
1: was going to say, even after all those text messages, there's no way I would meet up with this chick.
0: Yeah. Uh, So Sydney admitted again, because remember, he just said, you know, we haven't talked since before that trip. But then he admitted, "Okay, I talked to her on the night of the 17th, but it was just for her to stop contacting me. So Mm. he's really trying to stick to this story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, he says that she's been leaving notes on his car. He said that the last time she left a note was like early December he said during this call he called her and he said you know i'm happily married i need you to leave me alone i don't want to be with you he said heather said fine fuck it and hung up oh so he was like yeah after that phone call i turned the volume on my phone down and he said apparently heather had called him several more times okay well sydney's a damn liar
1: uh, i could have I told, told you that but okay
0: police had subpoenaed Heather's phone records right after she was reported as missing of and course. they had a little bit of information that they knew about that Sydney didn't, sure they knew. Sydney didn't know they knew. Yeah. So this recording is a little bit long but I wanted to play this whole thing. Oh I'm excited
1: I love when there's a recording
2: okay go. Had you used any other phones that night? Your wife's phone? No. Did you make any payphone phone calls? Nope. have pay pumps. There was a phone call made to Heather that night from a payphone at the gas station on Tenth Avenue. Okay. But we have video from that. Okay. Did you try calling her just a minute, no. a second. You sure? Maybe. Okay, how about we start again? I, I
3: did. I called her from okay, the payphone. <laughs> let's <laughs> start okay. from
2: the start again. Cause I, I know. I, I don't, the, like to, I don't whole, know you. You don't
3: know I me. I know. Like in the whole story, everything's legit. Okay. okay.
2: I let's go back her. to the part where it stopped being legit and okay. start from the... Well, no, I
3: did phone. call her on the payphone.
2: Okay. And what did you say?
3: I asked her to please leave me alone because she had been leaving notes on our car when I, would be, I was at work.
2: When was that last happened?
3: Like the, almost the first night we got back. Well, the first night that I worked, after we got back from vacation, mm-hmm. I got one on my windshield. Okay. You need to call me. Okay. And that's it. There was no signature. That listen. was
2: like November-ish. October, um, november
3: October. No, no, no. That was um, beginning of December.
2: Okay. So she left a note on your car. Which um, store was this? That was
3: at Sticky Fingers. Okay. By the mall. Ew. Um, and then I got another one at Olive Garden. Okay. We need to talk? Yes. Okay. Call me now.
2: Okay.
3: And I threw them both away. Okay. Because I didn't want my wife thinking that I was communicating with her. Okay. And that's why I called her that night from the payphone.
2: Okay. Please, can you stop? Okay. Just stop. How long was that conversation? A minute and a half, two minutes. Or five, four minutes maybe. I guess it could have been that long. Okay. It doesn't take four minutes to tell her, stop, leave me alone.
3: Well, no, and I mean, she, you know, talked back and said, hey, you know, what's the problem type thing, and I'm like,
2: just leave me alone, please. I said, I know you're leaving notes, and I know you've been by my house. But she was, I mean, she was leaving you alone tonight, or that night, right? She didn't, you kind of instigated. Well, that night, yes. Yeah.
3: But that was the first time I was able to. And why,
2: what prompted that? Like, I mean, you're having sex with your wife, what prompted you to contact her?
3: Because I'm, I was trying to stop the whole situation.
2: Okay, because she, she was with someone at that Happ- point, one of her friends. Okay. One of her female friends. I I don't know. Um, Stephanie or she's got a bunch okay. of them. They, they probably will dress. Right. She, and she said she got the call and you were talking about wanting to get up with her again because you were going to leave your wife. And I mean, where's are wife? My talk- wife is with me. I, well, how Obviously. Did your, where was
3: your wife when you called her? Sitting in the truck.
2: Okay, so she wasn't sitting next to you. No. But, I did mean, your wife, wife know that you, you were me. going to call her? No. But
3: she saw you on the phone? I don't know if she did or not, because I know she was texting one of her friends. What did you tell your wife you were going to do? I told her I was running in the store real quick. Okay, where did you park? Like across the street. So you didn't, you didn't park at the store, you parked no. across the street from the store? Yeah, like right across. Okay.
2: Because once you, you got I, gas or you didn't get gas, I didn't get gas.
3: Well, I did get gas, but I got it at the one at the corner,
2: okay. The other store, right? And then you ran across to a different store and used the phone, right? To call so you, and say, Leave me alone to a woman, yes, who had the contact you need home. to start over. Yeah, let's start over. This that ain't that ain't that ain't flying, boss. <laughs> this,
0: this guy, is, right? So, I mean, that was a really long clip. But you can hear, his story changed about four times.
1: Well, I love in the beginning where he even says, uh, did you make a paint, the police officer says, did you make a call from a payphone and then... Sydney's like oh there's there's still pay phones around right and, pretending yeah, yeah pretending like he, he doesn't, doesn't know even know what a pay phone, phone is. is and right. and he's like yeah um, at a gas station did you make a, uh I you know I don't know what he says but then the, as well, soon as video the, yeah, yeah as soon as the, the cop, cop says video, video then video. he's like well well yeah 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 I,
0: I do I I, I now know, know what payphones pay phones are because, because, yes, I did I make didn't. a payphone. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh,
1: my God. this! I'm guy. telling
0: you, it's just, it's so shady. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I wanted to play the whole thing because, yeah. like, just the sheer number. And the weird – he's like, well, I got gas at this other gas station, and then I ran across the street to a different gas station <laughs> to use their payphone. But I didn't tell Tammy I was using the payphone. Like,
1: <laughs> I was going to say, if I was in the car oh and I God. was
0: Tammy, I'd be, what the Especially are you knowing doing? that – I know he just cheated on me. Exactly. Where like, the fuck are you going? I'm coming too. Especially
1: if she's wearing the pants in the family, yes. you know? Ugh. Yeah. Man. He's
0: and oh, I have another recording for you. It's coming. He's, he's just, just digging, digging
1: himself, himself his own
0: little oh, hole it's there.
1: Yeah. So. That's the shovel.
0: Police kind of keep asking questions. They're like, "Well, you know, have you ever been to Peachtree Landing?" And uh, Sydney goes, "I've been a hundred times, but not in the last year." <laughs> so Sydney kind of goes over his story some more because remember they keep telling him like we got to start over. Yeah. Every time his story changes or he gets a, a weird detail in there, they're like, nope, we're starting over. And I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I bet. know, I know <laughs> that this
0: is standard police, but hearing it, um, I just I love it. It's so satisfying, so. yeah. Sydney kind of he's going over his story. The police are just letting him talk, <laughs> and he starts kind of given his own alibi for to prove that he was home when Heather was supposed to have gone missing. Oh, I bet oh, this is, is good. Too. Oh, it is great. <laughs> so here is the next recording.
1: Yay.
2: You at no point left your house that night. Oh. No. In, your, in your truck and nothing. No. That car never left. Your wife ever leave? Nope. She was with you the whole night? Yes. And you guys both went All right, to sleep. This is weird, so
3: don't y'all don't look at me like I'm crazy or she's crazy. The trust issue
2: yeah. is big. I can imagine. When so we go to sleep,
3: you, I'm handcuffed to the bed. She's she the only one with the key.
2: She handcuffs you to the that bed. That was
3: our agreement for six
2: months. I really told nice. you it sounds weird. <laughs> so when you got that, which, which hand does she cuff?
3: I do my left hand so I can put it under the pillow and lay next
2: to her. Okay.
0: (laughs) Do you hear this? Yes, (laughs) I just... (laughs) So, I just... Oh, my gosh. Like, that's
1: the solution?
0: (laughs) I... I have to commend this police officer. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. I was thinking the, same, the same, same thing for not just, just dying. Died. I know he took a moment, but he was like, which <laughs> hand does she cuff? Like I could never.
1: Oh my gosh. This man he is so professional. He can't be serious. Oh my God. Oh, Tammy.
0: Holy crap and essentially after i mean they go over the logistics of the handcuffing yeah, and how would what that happened even work? Like, They were like well tell me tell me the timeline of your night that went from uh, the whole timeline of that night uh, uh, just to give you some more because i didn't go super far into it apparently that night because they were trying to fix their marriage sydney and tammy were going from parking lot to parking lot around the city having sex in random parking lots in the oh, car yes yeah, that's, that's how, how to, to fix, fix your, your marriage 101. 101 that is exactly- Exactly what the the police were like. I'm all the well, way you could fix your marriage, exactly. like exactly. <laughs> but um, so they were like, okay, well, can you take us through the timeline of the sex th- and what happened when you got home? What was the timeline when you got home? When did she cuff you to the bed? It was. But that was essentially the end of that interview.
1: And then I hope they also asked, too, more of the logistics of being handcuffed to the bed throughout the night while you sleep. What if you have to go to the bathroom? Right. What if, like, the house burns down and there's an emergency? Oh, my god. Tammy's got the key. Tammy. Probably hanging
0: around her neck. These two.
1: Holy cow.
0: Yeah. So police also went to, I think, because... Sydney was not home when this happened. I think it may have been at the same time. They actually went to the house and they're like, hey, do you mind if we come in and take a look around? And Tammy says, yes. She's like, yeah, sure. Come on in. But since they did not have a search warrant, Tammy could deny them access to anything. Yeah. So Tammy stuck on them like glue. There's like certain places they wouldn't, she wouldn't let them open. Um, they do they, they tell they, you that?
1: Do they tell you that, like, they before they come in? What do you mean? Like, do I, if you don't have a warrant um, and a police officer comes to your door and kind of is like, can I look around? Like, me being a regular person, I would just be like, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I know that an officer has to have a warrant to come in. So if it were, like, today, I'd be like, no. But I could see people going, yeah, sure, and not knowing that you have yeah. a right to say no or, or to, to tell, tell them not them to look, look in certain, in certain places, places.
0: but so I don't think they tell you that because okay. they're hoping. Yeah, but that she, you'll just let she, them she knew. Okay. So when they actually asked her, like, can we look inside Sydney's truck? Because Sydney has a big Toyota F-150. Uh-huh. Uh, Ford F-150, sorry. Um, and she's like, you know, I don't have the key, so you can't get in. I'm really sorry. Okay. This is really suspicious to everybody because they're like, when you have the right to deny us access to anything, why would you lie about a key?
1: And their whole thing
0: is saying no is suspicious. That means there's something you don't want us seeing. But lying about a key is like, oh, it's out of my control. I'd let you see it if I could, but I can't. So, oh, sorry. Oh, Okay. So police kind of, they're walking around, they're snapping photos of things. If Tammy doesn't want them snapping a photo of something, she says no. But this is them kind of getting evidence. They're like, what do we want to actually put in a search warrant? Yeah. So they're, they're walking around and one investigator said that up on a shelf, he saw a camera. Oh, And he very quickly stopped looking at it. He avoided looking at it. He kind of glanced around at like other places to make it look like, you know, I'm kind of looking around. He did not take photos of the camera. He did oh, not draw attention. He was like, I want what's on that camera. Yeah. That was just that day. They didn't stick around very long and they left. Okay. So a little more information about Heather's phone records because they got the full... Uh, data back from the cell phone company about the, her pings and her movement and everything. So the records showed that she got that payphone call from Sydney. You know he uh-huh. admitted to it. Immediately after this phone call at 1:44 a.m., she called her roommate. She was hysterical. She was crying. Oh, no. She was very upset. And she had woken up Bree, and so oh. Bree's kind of groggy. She's like, "What's going on?" And she's like. Sydney called me. He said he's leaving his wife and he wants me to, he wants to be with me. He wants to meet me. And the roommate was like, no, no, no. Why, Why is, is
1: Heather so hysterical, hysterical, hysterical telling her this?
0: Be, it's, she's just, she's crying because, I mean, listen to this girl who. Because she's
1: happy or because, because she's relieved, relieved or. I think
0: she's so upset that like she thinks that Sydney is lying to her. Oh, Okay. Because I get the feeling, and this is mentioned a couple times, it's never verified, and that's why I said earlier, we don't know what Heather knew. Yeah. People speculate that Sydney said they were in an open marriage, and that it was fine that they were together. Yeah. But when the wife found out, that ended up not being true, and it just broke Heather's heart. Oh, okay. So the fact that this guy who lied to her is now saying, I'll leave my wife for you, it's very similar to what he said in the past. And that's why she's so upset. Okay. okay. So the roommate was like, no, no, don't trust him. Don't meet him. Yeah. Don't talk to him again. Just sleep on it. Yeah. And so she ended up talking to her for a little bit. She kind of calmed her down. And Bree said when they hung up, she thought Heather was going to go to bed. Yeah. And... So Heather's phone records, unfortunately, say otherwise. Oh, Heather! At three thirty-eight a.m., she calls Sydney from Peachtree Landing. Oh, God! And at three forty-two, her phone goes dead. Oh. So we've said it quite a few times. Heather is a gorgeous girl yes, in a beautiful. tourist town that went missing. So there was a huge media storm around I her bet. disappearance. I bet. I bet this was uh there were people who said you know i would and they showed news clips in this Uh documentary uh, on the news um a random woman that they were interviewing was like you know if i saw heather walking down the road i'd recognize her because of how many places i've seen her photo yeah i mean yeah and that's why i said i was so surprised i've never heard this before well, well, she, she also, also has,
1: has such a unique, unique looking, looking face. face. She's, she's, she's so, so pretty. Like, like it's, it's a distinguishable, like, yeah. if, there's
0: if there's that
1: many signs, signs up of her face, of, her face of, course. of course. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's
0: just very, like, if you saw her, you would know. Yeah. I yeah. hadn't heard of this case either. So, um, of course, with all this media attention, reporters actually started camping out outside their apartment. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, Bree ended up getting evicted. Oh, no. And Brie is convinced that it's because of all the media attention. The landlord just couldn't handle it. Isn't that illegal
1: to do something like that?
0: Um, you know, I'm sure it is. But housing rules are different and they probably found a loophole. Well, what a horrible landlord
1: to like even put Brie out like that.
0: I will tell you um, just based on my knowledge and experience, if a landlord wants you out, they will find a way to yeah, get you out. I'm sure. there, are, there are so many illegitimate reasons that they may want you out for. They will find yeah. a legitimate reason to get you out. Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm, I'm sure, sure Bree wanted out though. Anyways, too. Probably.
0: Right. Because I mean, she's just trying to live her life. She's grieving over the loss of her friend. They have yeah. no idea where she is um, in the middle of all this madness. Uh-huh. Tammy, the wonderful, disgusting human being that she is, starts I've... posting on Facebook. Of course, of course she does. She starts uh, putting out these horrible posts talking about how Sydney was cheating on her with a whore. Oh, um, she's,
1: she's writing these things on Facebook. On Facebook. Yes. Why, Why would you do, do that, that if the, the police, police are investigating, investigating your husband, obviously?
0: She's not the smartest.
1: Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, she's not the prettiest either.
0: Yeah. Um, in these posts at the same time, it's just I do not understand her. So literally in the same post she says, my husband has been cheating on me with a dirty whore but oh, it's okay because I've had a boyfriend for years so I don't even care.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, Tammy. Right? Uh, how are they doing all of this stuff and going to Disney World? I don't get it.
0: I'll get into it.
1: Oh, oh my, oh my my gosh. gosh. Is it a Disneyland character that she's having an affair with? That that would (laughs) make my night. (laughs) Okay,
0: no. I won't get into it today, unfortunately. Uh, Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, we're an hour into this and we're still not done. Oh, no. We're nowhere near done. These people have not even been arrested yet.
1: Oh my, oh my gosh, Tammy she and Sydney. Man, those two.
0: Oh, it gets so co- so you know, obviously Tammy has nothing to hide. And obviously
1: she's blasting it on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Um and actually this is actually where we're going to stop for this episode. Oh <laughs> Cuz I'm getting worked up. No, out.
1: let's just keep going. <laughs> I, I can't. have to know. This is torture
0: i know i'm sorry you was gotta it, wait like everyone else was, was it goofy was, was it, it mickey, it mickey? <laughs> who was her boyfriend <laughs> i have <laughs> to know pluto yeah,
1: yeah. exactly it, it,
0: obviously <laughs> oh, we would have oh to, my be God.
1: Pluto to be with tammy <laughs> Holy moly!
0: honestly if anyone <laughs> anyone
1: and you know what if I, w- I was thinking about it if i was heather and for whatever reason heather likes this sydney you know guy like i would be like of course he's going to leave his wife for me right like i if i looked like heather i would be like uh Brad Pitt would leave his wife would leave Tammy for me yeah. like i i don't i would be horrified if i was heather too getting those right. I, I wonder if she had seen Tammy before she started getting those texts cuz i would she be had. terrified i
0: don't think she had because uh, Jessica actually says that Tammy never came to the restaurant so well good because I would be terrified right.
1: if I knew that that was his wife
0: yeah um, so this is where we're going to stop um, all right in part two I will actually go into Sydney and Tammy's arrest because I'm just I'm gonna tell you all right now because I feel like everyone needs it they are arrested oh good and we'll talk about their trials because their trial I mean most of the time when we talk about a trial it's like oh the trial happened and the jury said this and everybody's happy it is so so wait if If there's there's a a,
1: if if there's there's a a trial then we know that that Heather is
0: there's a body no um, actually that's that's what I'm telling you so oh my my gosh There's so much. So this happened in 2013. Yeah. The trial did not conclude until 2019.
1: Oh, wow. So 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 just just recently. Very recently. Holy cow. All right. Nobody
0: better go out there and Google spoilers. What about me? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so hard. (laughs) I'm telling
0: it because... This is just the tip of the crazy iceberg. Oh,
1: my gosh. I can't, I can't wait. There's so I much. Can't
0: wait. I mean, there's some juicy information that comes out in the trial that I have not even touched yet. There's evidence oh. that was found I have not even touched yet. Um, it's wow. just, it's great. And there's, They're oh, perfect. man, there's rumors and Ugh. there's fabricated evidence. There's a jury scandal. This case oh. has everything. Jeez, Crystal, Crystal,
1: you picked a picked good, a good one. one. I'm excited.
0: And I, I was stupid enough to think that this would be a short episode.
1: Uh, yeah, I was what gonna say, like, like when, when you started, started this, really thought you really thought, thought it was just gonna be like
0: one, one and done. No. Oh, Crystal. Uh, I actually, um, I started working on this before I did Joyce Goodner, and I, uh-huh. I started, I gave up on this to do Joyce Goodner because Joyce I, Goodner, because <laughs> you're like, there is th- too I much. Need more time.
1: There's too much. There's, There's too so
0: much. much. So, well, I can't, I can't, wait, can't wait to hear the that. rest. Yeah. Um. Sorry for the two part, guys. It's, it's all, all right. right. We'll forgive you. Yeah. Um. Keep sharing us with your friends. Please. Please. We appreciate it. Uh, yes. Check us out on. Ooh. I have an what? announcement. Oh yay! Check us out on Instagram. And all your favorite listening areas. And now YouTube. Really? Really? Yes.
1: Oh, wow. What's going on there? I've
0: mentioned it a few times, but Jordan from the Fun Filtered Podcast has Mm -hmm. been helping me get YouTube videos going. So if anybody has friends who are really into YouTube, because some people really are, um, we are now available on YouTube. So oh, wow. I am working on getting all of our back catalog uploaded. It takes quite a bit of time. We probably won't be caught up for a little while. But if you have any friends who are YouTube junkies who like podcasts, share us with them. I would be forever awesome. grateful. You can find That's us at awesome. Alternative Interest Podcast. Awesome. Yay. Yep. All right. But um, we will see you next week for part two, guys.
1: Yes, we will. I'm excited. Thanks, Crystal. Bye. Bye.